0: Popcorns, let us preach to your choir or stoke your ire as we force our opinions into your ear
1: holes. The smooth sounds of the 70s. What we lack in education we make up for with rants, raves, and record sc- <laughs> Solo episode What have I seen lately? I saw in order. Um I saw Elysium with our friend, yours and mine. Uh Kitty Lady Almost Kiss with a K. Mesmero, the 21st second little K lady. Um, and I was really surprised by how good it was or how much I liked it. I wasn't a huge fan of District 9. Um, I did like it. It had a lot of things in it that I like. Like aliens and robots and dystopia and the future and people. Uh, I don't like people, but it had some people in it. Um, but I felt like it, something with it just didn't click with me. Something in it, um... I guess it didn't have, like, the human element or something, but I felt like Elysium did. Uh, I think some people don't agree with me. I don't think it has, like, a great rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but I felt like it had that human element to it that District 9 was lacking, where I just had more of a connection with the characters, um, and the robots are awesome, especially when they beat up Matt Damon, Damon? Damon? Matt, 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 Damon, um, and also there's like this crazy like automated robot thing i actually forget what he was doing with it but i love the idea of government personnel being replaced by creepy robots oh and some of the characters like the characters are just so lovable and they're like such caricatures almost but i love like a good caricature like um one of them one of the characters his name is kruger and he's like this crazy mercenary that uh jodie foster uses um, with the corporation that built Elysium and the robots, and she uses him as just, like, this, like, almost effective, off-the-books mercenary badass guy with tons of guns who, like, lives in ghetto L.A. of the future, and he's super scary, and in the end he, spoiler he smashes a mirror and then kills her with it. It's awesome, even though I love Jodie Foster. Matt Damon, as, usu- as usual, is, uh, great. He's a cool guy. He has a good choice. Um, Jodie Foster is amazing as the cold-hearted bitch Jessica de la Courte, Secretary of Defense. Uh, John Carlyle also. It's really good cast. And then Neil Blomkamp. What else could you want? I'm, I was really sad when Matt Damon's friend Julio, played by Diego Luna, dies horribly. But swords are involved. So it was still a good scene. But I did have a little tear. Uh, And then I also saw World's End, which as you know, as a follower of BYOP, Bring Your Own Popcorn BYOP, I've been looking forward to for quite a while. It did not disappoint. um, But as far as Simon Pegg and Nick Frost films go, it wasn't my favorite. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, it makes heavy use of a, an editing style that I believe Edgar Wright um, is fond of. I don't think he invented it or anything, but it's just like a series of quick shots. Um, usually the audio is like a little bit cut off and it's, it's very effective. Um, he uses it a lot in this movie for uh, pints being filled up. It's just like quick shots of... And it can be really effective, I think, in some cases and in the beginning it is, um, but then he uses it quite a bit in the movie um which i felt to be distracting in the end from the story just cuz it kept being used. I'm sure that was the point, but it didn't quite work and i think they should have looked back on it and thought okay, we're we're using that too much. Um i loved the fight scenes uh and i loved the idea of a bunch of like uptight british people turning out to be robots and oh my god, ripping apart people with blue blood everywhere. Super awesome. Also, isn't blue blood like a uh some kind of term for business people or something i don't know i'm not very good at stuff definitely made me want to do a pub crawl with my friends um but we're all lame and so after the movie instead we got a pizza and then i think we all went our ways and probably went to sleep now accepting applications for new friends (gasps) i can't believe you said that i also saw grandmaster Uh, Which was amazing. Um, Really sad. It's one of the many movies that the theater that I work at and the town that I live in does not have. Does not get. We don't have a lot of auditoriums in our theaters anyway. We have two, three theaters actually in um, our town. But even all combined, they don't have as many as the ones in the neighboring towns do. Um, So that's one of the excuses that people give for us not getting better or more movies. But I don't accept it. I really wish that we would get Grandmaster, or I guess the full title of it is The Grandmaster, Grandmaster Kamada, or Shi. I'm sorry for my pronunciation, um, but it was awesome. I think it's the first Kung Fu movie that I've really seen. I've seen Kung Pao into the fist and Shaolin Soccer. <laughs> um, sadly, I have not seen anything with Bruce Lee in it. I've seen uh, Rush Hour 2. I haven't seen Rush Hour 1. I really liked Rush Hour 2 as a 10-year-old. I only saw two because my 10-year-old friend and I were stranded in the mall uh, waiting for like four hours. And so we ended up just loading ourselves with sacks full of candy from the sweet shop. S-H-O-P-P-E. And then going and seeing back-to-back Rush Hour 2 and Rat Race. It was a good day. Anyway, it's also really weird, I think, that our theater didn't get Grandmaster because uh, the college that is in the town that I live in so to speak, um, has a high percentage of Asian attendees at the college. Um, so you'd think that we maybe would get an Asian movie with like real Asian people in it as opposed to um, whitewashed Asian movies like uh, Avatar. <sighs> Shyamalan. Wait, why did I say Avatar. Oh, I meant Avatar the Last Airbender, and I didn't say the whole name, and then I saw Blue Aliens in my head, and I became confused by my own self. So anyway, the main actor and Grandmaster, Tony Leung Chu Wei, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, he looks like an older Asian Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I probably shouldn't open with that for why you should see this movie, but it's true. And while we're on the subject, Pharrell Williams is totally also a black Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and I would love to go to dinner with those um, three people. But anyway, Tony Leung Chu Wei plays Yip Mun, who is a famous um, martial artist who uh, among his students are Bruce Lee. And so this is a semi-autobiographical, no, autobiographical is not the word, The semi-biopic. It's a lot of kung fu with amazing cinematography. Every moment is treated with like love and care and it just, you can feel it, which is like a crucial part of the experience of seeing a movie to call back to um my previous episode where I talk about the experience the delivery um the reception value (laughs) that's it how it makes you feel um it's not an unflawed movie but it it leaves you feeling that you've seen someone's work of art that they truly cared about and that's incredibly important love kung fu drama amazing cinematography little humorous moments that really stand out um And it's, I think, semi-historical, which I always find interesting, especially as a white person who is not as familiar with my own country's, so to speak, history, much less that of other countries. And I find it fascinating, especially countries that have, like, such a more of a linear history than America does because we, our ancestors came here and and just destroyed the people who were here first. So our history is a little different. It's kind of checkered and dappled and looks like an oil spill in a puddle but less pretty there's been a couple other movies about the with the same subject of eatman he's a real guy you should google him ip space man eatman um there was like eat i think just eatman and then there's eatman 2 and then there's one coming out in a couple days called eatman final fight totally different director this the guy who did grandmasters the grandmaster is totally different but that could be interesting i guess supposed to be all right ah and then just today as for other movies that I've seen I just saw Blue Jasmine which is the new movie from Woody Allen um the main reason that I saw it is because I just felt like seeing a movie and I decided not to rewatch one I'd already seen um and the little indie theater in my town that I live in was showing Blue Jasmine and the spectacular now which is the title alone (laughs) it's like no it sounds like a self-help book and it's like Outdated too. It's like a 2001 self-help book, and so I was already leaning against that one. I looked at the reviews and the synopsis, and I was like, "Yeah, no," and I'm glad because I saw a trailer for it in the theater, and yeah. um Blue Jasmine. The main thing that made me decide to go is because of Woody Allen, and I'm uh the only other movie I've seen by him. Actually, I think is Zelig, but I fucking love that movie. um And then the other reason that I wanted to see this one, Blue Jasmine, is because Louis C.K. is in it, and I was like, "Oh, sold." Louis C.K. Uh, sadly, he has a bit part in it, which I mean, I should have realized, but I mean, when I read the cast list, he was pretty far up there, like in the main actor section. So I thought he would really be more present, but he wasn't. Um, to be fair, there's not really that many actors in it. It's just like essentially two main characters and then their, um, love and or sex interests. But it was a really depressing movie um it was a little too real like it really was just conversations which I mean you should expect from a Woody Allen movie um but it was basically the story of this like super rich white lady wasp whose life falls apart and you feel bad for her but at the same time it like hurts you to feel bad for her because she's just like so fucking rich and uh she just doesn't understand like life and it's just like too relatable it's like I know there's people out here who are just like this and I don't know if I can care. But yeah, there's a lot of cheating and disillusionment and eh. it's also like hit me at a bad time as well. (laughs) And then I think after the movie, the two friends that I saw it with, we were all kind of on the same page of like that hit too close to home. And yeah, it was, yeah, but well made. I mean, it was kind of typical Woody Allen stuff, nervous breakdowns and, and Well-written dialogue, well-written characters, but wasn't my thing. I wish I didn't say that just now. Now, those only movies that I've seen recently, um, as for movies that I am looking forward to, um, to segue a little bit awkwardly, my new family currently is the cast of Parks and Rec. Um, I've been watching a lot of that instead of real social contact, which just isn't as pleasant. To segue into films that I want to see that are coming out soon, ish um ben aka adam scott adam scott um ben from parks and rec is gonna be in a movie called acod which is coming out october 4th acod stands for adult children of divorce um amy poehler and jane lynch are also gonna be in this movie so it has the potential to be amazing but we'll see sometimes when a lot of comedians get together in one movie it doesn't necessarily turn out that great but um not to be negative or anything Ben Adam Scott. I'm excited for that movie. It sounds it's definitely an interesting concept. Um, I think the main character finds out that he was the subject of a psychological or a social experiment type of thing or psychological study. So I think that sounds pretty interesting. Um, October fourth for that one. More sooner, more sooner than that. There's something called COG, another acronym coming out on the twentieth of September. It's going to be the first film adaptation of a David Sedaris book. Um, and I forget what COG stands for. Oh, I think it's Children of God. Blech. Um, I'm really skeptical about this one. I saw the trailer for it and not really sure about it. It's, it was like super indie music. And it, it could have just been the, the trailer, um, the editor of the trailer, which I think can be really sad sometimes is when someone makes a really bad trailer for something that's actually really good because it's all about editing like, there's so many different movies that can end up on the cutting room floor. And that goes for like any movie that people make. Uh, um, the more footage you shoot, which to go back to grandmaster, I was reading about the making of the movie and apparently um, why it might be way the director. Um, Wong car Apparently shoots so much footage that he, there's like, according to the actors, he could have made like 10 different movies from it, which I think is awesome. Um, anyway, back to trailers. I think the same goes for trailers, as you can make a good movie look terrible and vice versa. Man of Steel, case in point. Anyway, COG, um, the main character goes to Oregon and lives on an apple farm, and uh, it's just, like, super indie. It's directed by Kyle Patrick Alvarez, and this is the only second movie he's ever directed. Um, I'll probably see it if it comes to my town, which it probably won't. The end. Um, Other movies I'm looking forward to. I know I may have mentioned this movie in every monologue. Don John. Girls, cars, porn. I don't know. The trailer for that is so good. There's a couple trailers, but the one that's the best is where he's just repeating like the five interests of his life, which I can never remember, even though they're really basic. It's like girls, food, cars, TV, (laughs) sports, and porn. And then it just like repeats it, and oh, it's so goofy looking, and I'm so excited. Uh, September 27th, guys. September 27th. Also, that Gravity movie is coming out sometime soonish. I think. Um, um that is a film coming to us from Alfonso Cu- Cuarón. I'm so bad at things. Um, who did <laughs> a Little Princess, of course. Uh, Great Expectations, Itu Mama Tambien. God. Um, he did Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, um, Children of Men, and he was a producer on *Pants La- Pan's Labyrinth, so y- you feel like it has the potential to be pretty awesome, um, but the trailer, to go back to trailers, what the fuck is going on in that trailer? I've seen, like, six different trailers, and they're all George Clooney and Sandra Bullock, and Sandra Bullock floats off into space, and I don't know if this is a science fiction movie, like, is she gonna crash into some aliens? because in that case i'm totally on board um but i mean the way that it's presented she's in like a spacesuit that's not going to sustain her life for very long as far as i know so it really just seems like the trailer is the movie like george Clooney, Sandra bullock floating around uh there's an accident and she floats off into space and dies the end um so i'm curious to see how that's going to be and i think that's maybe what they're trying to do with the trailer because everyone's just like huh like where's the movie there what's the story how could you possibly have a story beyond that so i think maybe that's what they're going for trying to get viewers in by just making people say what i don't know if that's gonna work based on what i know about american audiences i'm thinking no we shall see Uh, apparently james cameron is looking forward to gravity um but i don't trust him further than i can throw him which is actually pretty far. I'm also looking forward to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Cloudy Meatballs 2. Um, oddly, because, oh my god, the marketing on that movie, it's everywhere. And it's it's really annoying because it's making me, you know, it's like blowing its load on all the funny moments. And the, the like awesome puns, which is like what the movie's all about. And the trailers, especially one of them, plays over and over and over in the lobby of the theater that I work at. Which I'm generally working in the lobby, so over and over.
0: This is my co-op.
1: Um, inside joke. That's okay. I don't care. So the first time I saw the trailer, I was super excited, and now I, I, every time I see it, I'm like, God, I think this movie's going to be dumb, but I hope not. The first movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, number one. I never saw because I looked. it looked bad to me, and then I ended up seeing it just a couple months ago and loved it, so I'm excited about this one. Sadly, this movie will not have repeat appearances from the first movie or voices, rather. There won't be Mr. T. Um, said it's going to be Terry Crews as the same character, the awesome policeman. Um, who you may know from Old Spice commercials. And he was also in Arrested Development as Herbert Love. Um, so, he's pretty cool. I just thought it was awesome to have Mr. T as a cop, though. Um, and there's also no Bruce Campbell. Maybe because he was off doing Cars too. Ah! Ah! Fortunately, though, NPH, Neil Patrick Harris will be back as Steve the monkey saying things like Steve and bananas. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, same awesome main cast, Bill Hader as as the main guy, Flint. He's from SNL and Anna Faris and James Caan, Kahn? Caan, Wrath Kahn? of and Andy Samberg. Um, completely different directors and writers, I think. So I don't know. I'm still looking forward to it. I like puns and food. I really like food. I've been doing a lot of whispering this episode. Do you like it? Oddly, I'm also looking forward to Bad Grandpa. (laughs) And it's odd because I'm not a fan of the Jackass movies. To be fair, I haven't actually seen them, but I've seen people throwing up while watching it. Them. I've seen the footage of people (laughs) seeing it. (laughs) I've seen people watching it. I like to watch people watching um, but they don't seem like the kind of movies that I'd really be into. I did watch The Jackass, The Show, as a Um, And I enjoyed some parts of it and not other parts. I don't see myself being particularly inclined to see the movies. However, this one looks hilarious because it actually has a little bit more focus. If you don't already know Bad Grandpa, um, it's going to be Johnny Knoxville dressed up as a grandpa with a little kid. Um, and they're basically sort of pranking people socially... Um, just having the grandpa do ridiculous things like collapse on a table full of champagne glasses stacked super high and there's like a cake and then the kid starts eating the cake while the grandpa's like on the floor and everyone's like, Oh, help him. Cause they think he really is an old guy that fell over knocking down a coffin with a fake grandma in it dead. Um, he tries to ride a, one of those little quarter machine things and it explodes. I don't know. It looks hilarious because I like to see real people reacting to things that aren't real. Is that weird? Um, writer-director Jeff Tremaine, who is the creator of Jackass Everything, and then also Spike Jones, who we know from being John Malkovich adaptation and Where the Wild Things Are, which is, I really like that movie, especially the CGI-animatronics combination. It was a happy harmony of new and old and the last movie I'm looking forward to is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Every time I hear that song by *Of uh, Monsters and Men, I feel really happy. I love Ben Stiller. He's so lovable. His face. And just, I love him. Um, I won't, like, indiscriminately see every movie he's in, but I, I love that guy. And this movie looks really exciting. Um, it was based on a short story by James Thurber. It came out in 1939. Um, I believe they made a movie of it previously in 1947. (laughs) I I saw the cover for it. It looked hilarious. I think this one is going to have a distinctly different mood than the first one. Um, Written by Steve Conrad. And Ben Suther is the director and main actor. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. So I think it's one of his several forays into the world of directing and acting in a film. Um, I believe he also did that with Tropic Thunder which I never saw didn't look great producer what did you think of Tropic Thunder I was really really
0: underwhelmed by it it had potential but it wound up just being like fat jokes and then just wasn't for me because Jack Black was just falling down being a clown and then uh, fell really short but I feel like I'm in a minority there I haven't had anyone really agree with that sentiment out of the people I know
1: See, I thought that one looked bad, so I wasn't surprised when you, amongst other people, said that it was really underwhelming. This one, on the other hand, looks great. It's coming out this xmas Also, on another note, I think it's weird like how many things there are that start with the secret life of blank bees. Um, and so I googled it with quotes, the secret life, and expecting like 20 movies to come up. And it didn't, like, a bunch of different things came up, because apparently it's, like, a frequently used phrase, which is weird, but not as many came up as I thought there would. But I wonder if it all harkens back to, is harkens a word? I wonder if it all goes back to James Thurber's short story from 1939, The Secret Life of Blank. Dear Diary, you have no idea. You think you know. I think that's all I'm looking forward to in life. I'm feeling really lost and confused in my life right now because I don't know what I want the next episode to be. Like, I don't, I don't really know anything that I want to interview someone about and talk about at length. About? a Um, However, there is going to be an episode in the future, perhaps in late October, early whatever month comes after October with my producer, who is a metal fan, not like a, not like a fan that blows on you. Um, he has a metal show, by the way, called Far Beyond Metal. Google it, kissyou.com. And so there's some movie coming out about Metallica that you'll be able to see in 3D if you want to. I don't know what it's called, through the, through the nether regions, through the, through the never, um, always and forever. And so I'm gonna interview him about that. I don't know what happened just now. Um, so that'll be a future episode. <laughs> Until then, folks, I don't know. If you would like to email me or Facebook me or instant message me, instant message, does anyone say that anymore? Or text me or sex me um ideas, I welcome them. Goodbye. Bringeth thine own popcorn. I'm a popcorn fall. Like I'm a
0: cute little colonel. I ain't all that tall, been loving popcorn since ethanol alcohol. I'm a popcorn fall. Don't be me because i am a made the popcorn. Let me your choir, stoke your ire. some my opinions into your My opinion. Mon uh, opinion. Damn, my translator can't handle the uh, iOS yes. seven. Oral orifices. Kind <laughs> <Glad> of <I'm> recording. <laughs> Skull
1: candy. In my notes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Let us preach to your choir, our stoke your
0: ire, as we force our- <laughs> Should I? If <laughs> <laughs> I cannot laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Let us preach to your choir. <gasps> God. Theory. Let's spend a lot of money tomorrow. Let us preach to your
1: choir. Or should I do it like Caldwell? Call no, I'm not saying
0: I think call girls like really date you and maybe deal with you. But I was thinking, like, where you preach to your part? choir or stoke your ire as we force our opinions into your oral orifices. <laughs> 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 uh. What we lack in education, we
1: make up for. <laughs> <whip. laughs> oh, man in the World Wars the episode where AJ is saying the smooth sounds of the 70s but it was supposed to be in the bonus content but it got cut but did you listen to that part? where he says it? it sounds so good the smooth sounds of the 70s it's oh like super yeah. soothing and
0: hello popcorns let us preach to your choir or stoke your ire as we force our opinions into your oral orifices
1: I don't like it gotta channel Siri or GLaDOS Gladys.
0: Aperture science. Aperture science. You
1: need to play that game.
0: I should. It's on Steam. Usually
1: pretty cheap. Dude. So good. It's really relaxing. It's not like shoot 'em up like Half-Life or anything. That's what stopped me from getting it. Really? Because like they burned it hurt so much.
0: I I it coming you.
1: What are you googling? Nothing? Are you texting? I'm playing on my phone. I'm oh. I was waiting for you. I thought <laughs> so yeah, you were busy.
0: Hello. No! <laughs> uh,
1: can you play Siri? Can you make her say something? I want to do her voice. Hello. Hello.
0: Here, Siri, say I'm a butt. <laughs> Looking for Siri. Say I'm a bot. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't find Siri. Say I'm about in your music. <laughs> she talks too fast. Tell me your life story. Looking for local business is me, life story. <laughs> okay, there's a place matching life story.
1: It's pretty far from you. <laughs> life story videos by Eric.
0: She actually sounds too realistic. Let us preach to your choir or soak your ire as we force our opinions into your oral orifices. Bring your own popcorn podcast. Sorry, God, I can't search for it. <laughs> awesome. I made her call me God. <laughs> awesome. Why not, bitch? <gasps> I'd blush if I could. <laughs> <laughs> She's smiling. <laughs> wow. You like that, don't you? You dare to go. <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Hello. 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 Let us, let us preach to your choir or stoke your ire as we force our opinions into your ears. What we lack in education, we make up for with rants, raves, and record-scratches.
1: Right? Meow. No. I'll just let you choose your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes these Alright. What's it called, like, 1D or
0: something? It is called... one Director the new extended fan
1: cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a penis. Oh my god. Let's get wasted and go see One Direction Colin This Is Us in 3D. No extended fan cut. That's so cute. White girl wasted.